Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 6 with Real Time Sports. I'm your host Dominic Carella. I hope you guys all enjoyed the first episode back last week. I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm excited to be back. Um, Follow us at The Real Time Sports on Instagram if you haven't. And follow me at Dom Crow on Twitter where I often tweet live about uh, the games that I'm currently watching, whether it be the Yankees or a West Coast game or the Mets. Um, I'm always tweeting out updates about the teams, stuff like that. Um, So last episode, we touched upon my MLB Power Rankings. What I think some teams need to do at the trade deadline, uh, who I like for who are poised for deep postseason runs. Uh, I'm going to give an updated list of that briefly. I'm going to touch upon where the state of the Stanley Cup, um, the NBA Finals have gone final now. Uh, the Warriors are NBA champions once again. They go from being the worst to the best. Uh, 79 days until opening week of football. Thursday Night Football, I believe we have the Bills versus the Rams. Um, We're going to talk about a very interesting payroll situation in the MLB that uh, has become more and more evident to me over the past week or so, and I've had a lot of discussion and disagreement with some of my baseball friends um, where we don't exactly see eye to eye, but I want to talk about, get your guys' insight on it, give my insight on it. Uh, We'll touch about some brief, brief UFC news. Uh, So let's get right into it. Um, So before we start, I'm going to start my MLB Power Rankings again. Uh, A lot changed from last week. Um, Some notes that I gave you guys um, proved true, some proved false. Um, But first, so I'm thinking about making uh, a handful of series for this. So I'll make like a general podcast, which is more of what I'm doing now, where I talk about all news. But I'm thinking about making like a UFC series. Um... So maybe for those of you out there that just want to hear me talk about the MLB or are only tuning in for the NHL or the UFC, whatever it is, um, I want to make that series for you. So I'm thinking about making a UFC series. I'm thinking about making just a Yankee series. Um, I would have to come up with some names. Um, Definitely open to names if you guys want to message me or um, shoot me a text, comment on a post, whatever it is. Um, And if there's any specific series that you really want to listen to me talk about, whether it be the Yankees or the Mets, the Dodgers, the UFC, um, the NHL, golf, whatever it is. Um, I'm open to all suggestions. I don't really have a plan in place yet, but it is something I'm thinking about. Um, The one series I definitely am going to talk about, I'm thinking of some kind of uh, series dedicated solely to the Yankees, and I might tie in the Mets because I know a lot of my listeners are Mets fans also. Um, so I might kind of do some Subway Series series. Um, I know that sounds funny, but uh, I'm going to think about it. Uh, again, message me with any suggestions you have or anything you want to see. Um, open everything, and I'll, uh, I'll answer you back pretty quick. So let's get into it. Um, I'm not going to go very, very into depth like I did last week about my MLB Power Rankings. I'm going to try to keep this episode shorter. Um, I want to see how you guys respond to the longer episodes, the shorter episodes. So, number one, um, once again, I have the evil empire, the New York Yankees. Um, The Yankees are in the middle of their toughest stretch, they say. The experts in analytics and critics say of of their season. They're playing 20 games in 20 days. Um, The Yankees have started that stretch 6-1. So, let me double check here. So, at the beginning of the stretch, the Yankees are playing three games at the Rays, three games at the Blue Jays, 
three games at the Rays, four games at the Astros, three games versus the A's, which is kind of their off part in that tough stretch, and then one game at the Astros. They're playing a doubleheader later in July. The Yankees entered this stretch 44-16, and and they had an eight-and-a-half game lead in the AL East. Um, oh, and they also, sorry about that, they also have three games at the Guardians. Uh, so 20 games, 20 days. The Yankees right now sit at 6-1 and one on this stretch. Um, they swept the Rays. They won two of three from the Blue Jays, and then they beat the Rays last night. Uh, and their AL East lead is up to 12 and a half games. Uh, the Yankees were the first team in the MLB to hit the 50 win mark last night. They set it 50 and 17, which is the best record in baseball by I'd say five or six games. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, the Mets are 45 and 24. Um, the Yankees have a six-game lead on them. Uh, the Yankees are just dominant. The pitching. Uh, unraveled a little bit in Toronto. Um, Severino didn't have his best outing. Um, the bullpen kind of had a down spot, but the Yankees still pulled out two of three. They did blow a five-run lead that last game to Toronto, which I bet they wish they could have back, but you're going to have that once in a while 162-game stretch. They've been the best pen in uh, baseball all year, even without Aroldis Chapman and Jan- Jonathan Loisica. And with the injury to Chad Green, who is out for the remainder of the year. Um, I look for the Yankees starting pitching to just... Everyone says they're waiting for it to collapse. I think the complete opposite. Um, warmer weather. Um, their bodies are more built up now. There's no more pitch counts. There's no more... The Yankees only have to worry about an inning limit on Severino. who They've been skipping a start every other day, and with Domingo Herman coming back, it's going to be even easier to give guys like him a day off or uh, skip a spot in the rotation. Clark Schmidt started in place of Severino the other night when they thought Severino had COVID, but it ended up not being COVID, uh, and he did exceptional. The Yankees are just, I think, they're led by their pitching, and then let alone they have the best run differential in baseball, 145 runs, and I think the second best is the Dodgers at 114. So it's not even really close. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about the Yankees. MVP type year from Judge. Uh, Cole is finally molding into himself. He's had uh, two or maybe three spotty starts this year, but people want to jump on him so quick for that. But again, I expect him to be right in the top three for the Cy Young again when the year is all said and done. It's a long year of baseball. Picking your Cy Young really doesn't mean anything right now. I did give my early, early Cy Young and MVP picks last week. But again, as I mentioned in that episode, there's no clear-cut winner in either league right now. Moving on to number two, uh, nothing has changed for me. I still have the Mets. Um, they're saying Scherzer is uh, inching back closer and closer. I think it's next week or the week after he's back. That'll be a big boost to their rotation. Hopefully, we get to Grom back in mid to late July. Um, I said it last week, guys. If Scherzer and DeGrom are healthy, I think the Mets are a legit contender. Without them, the Mets don't scare me. I don't think they scare any NL team at all. I would still like the Braves or the Dodgers to top them in a series. Um, But with those two, they undoubtedly have the best rotation in the NL, maybe even all of baseball. Um, Pete Alonso still having an MVP-type year. Lindor's coming around. And then I like how many table setters they have in that lineup. Nimmo. McNeil, Marte, Canna. Uh, I like the Mets a lot this year. I said it. Uh, I think they're led by a great coach, Showalter. He's not leading them off a cliff. He's playing small ball. Uh, He knows when to um, push the right buttons in the bullpen. I don't know if I mentioned it last week's episode, but I was taking in Sunday Night Baseball 
of Mets Angels, and it was the bottom of the eighth, and there was five outs left in the game. And I think it was Lugo who was pitching. He didn't have it. And Trout came up with an opportunity to tie the game. And Buckshaw Walter didn't go based off a of book. He didn't go based off analytics. He saw his ace, his saw his guy in the bullpen didn't have it. And he brought in his best pitcher in Edwin Diaz. And Diaz slammed the door. He got the five-out save, no problem. And the Mets walked away at the W. Uh, I like the Mets. Um, so that's it for them. And where I do have a big change is at number three, I have the Houston Astros. Uh, the Dodgers dropped for me. I'll touch on them in a second. Um, yeah, it's the same thing every year at the Astros. Their pitching's unreal. Uh, Verlander, like I said last week, I picked him to win my early, early Cy Young. I think he gets his third. He'll be the seventh pitcher of all time to win three Cy Youngs. Uh, Altuve, Bregman, Jordan still scares me immensely. Um, I think they need to bolster the pen a little bit, but, uh, like I said, I think the Astros and the Yankees are on an inevitable train to the ALCS clash again, and I think that'll be good for all of baseball. Number four, um, this may shock some, may not. I have the Dodgers, or not the Dodgers, I'm sorry, the Padres. I have the Padres over the Dodgers because I think their pitching situation, uh, is way better. I think them and the Dodgers are going to be fighting uh, for guys like Zach Gallen, guys like Luis Castillo, guys like Madison Bumgarner at the uh, trade deadline again, like they did for Scherzer last year. Remember the reports were out that Scherzer was basically a uh, Padre and then the Dodgers swooped in. Um, with the injuries to Bueller, um, Urias, again, I don't think is the same. Um I want to know how much longer Gonsolin and Anderson are going to be legit. I don't think they're legit Cy Young contenders. Um, some may disagree with me. Uh, I like the Padres. They did just have a big injury to Manny Machado, though. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. They uh, you got to remember, they are getting Tatis back at some point. Uh, I think the Padres will be good. I don't know if I like them in a deep postseason run. But for the regular season, I do have them as my fourth best team. They're one of those teams that never really scares me in the postseason. Um with their pitching I, Musgrove and Darvish again I didn't really touch up on how I know Snell's having a horrendous year I don't know how the rest of their rotation is um I think they'll look to bolster their pitching but otherwise Tatis will be a great addition at the deadline um the all-star break so we'll see where that leaves them I just touched upon the Dodgers they're on my fifth team uh Mookie Betts fractured rib 10 day IL uh that scares me a lot for them uh he was having an MVP type year um, he really turned it around, uh, midway through the season. No Bueller. Don't know what I'm getting out of Kershaw. Bauer situation's a mess. Don't really know who Urias is. Um, how much longer Anderson and Gonsolin going to be legit for me and carry the rotation? Craig Krimble is a disaster. Uh, I do like Daniel Hudson. They need trying to back. I do think he's their best reliever. Uh, I look for the Dodgers to bolster their, um, bullpen and probably even starting pitching at the deadline uh, i know they did just pick up i think trice thompson for cash from the tigers to try to solve the bleeding with the mookie situation um i think the dodgers will be there at the end of the year again i just think they're in a rough stretch right now in a rough patch but hopefully they get through it i think they did just lose two of three to the guardians moving on quickly to number six i have the atlanta braves I love the Braves. I always have loved the Braves. I think they have cut their lead to five and a half on the Mets. And I know they have some games coming up in July, I believe, against them. So they'll have a chance to slim down the lead even more. 
I said it. I don't even. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Braves catch the Mets. Uh, I think those two are a coin flip to see who wins that division. Uh, I love their rotation, Freed and Anderson. Um, I don't love Kenley closing out games, but um, I think the Brave. I mean, how can you knock the World Series champions? Um, basically, the same exact roster, and they have Ronald Acuna this year. Acuna is starting to flip a switch. Matt Olson starting to find his stride there. Obviously, an adjustment filling in the shoes of Freddie Freeman. Uh, so that does it for number six. Number seven, I have the. Am I on number seven? What was that? Uh, what did we see? What did I have, guys? I had the Padres four, Dodgers five, Braves six. I have the Brewers at number seven. Uh, between their rotation again, Corbin Burns is looking like him, Cy Young self. Um, the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to be interesting. Um, I think that division that division's always fun at the end of the year. Uh, I would like to see the Cardinals come out on top, but I do indeed like the Brewers. I don't really know much about them. Um, as of right now, I know Yelich is having a better year. Um, I think Adamas is still their shortstop. I'm not even sure. Uh, I know Telez is having a good year for them. Um, I know McCutcheon has filled in well. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's up with the Brewers. I don't really know much about them so far this year other than their pitching is gross. I know Hayter and Devin Williams back of the rotate, uh, back of the bullpen are two of the best combo is one of the best combinations in baseball. Uh, and moving on to number eight, I don't love this, um, but I kind of have to respect it in a sense. I'll, I'll touch more upon that. I have the Blue Jays. Um, the Blue Jays to me aren't, everyone had them win the AL East, winning the AL, going to the World Series. I, I mean, I understood the hype. Their pitching is not what we expected. Ryu is a massive injury. Um, Berrios isn't all that. Manoa, yeah, he's having a Cy Young first half. I'll be interested to see what he does in the second half. I think teams are going to figure him out. The Yankees kind of figured him out this weekend. He only pitched five and a third, four earned runs. Second shortest start of the season and most runs he's let up in a single start. Um, Yeah, I think he's a tough righty. I saw his debut live at Yankee Stadium, actually. Um, You know, I don't know. Vlad's not having an MVP-type year. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is turning it around. He's hitting 337 in his last... 23 games, I think it is. Uh, Bichette's uh, got an ankle thing that's bothering him. He's playing through it. And so does Chapman. I think he had a finger issue. Um, I don't know. They, Springer is hit or miss. I don't know. I, the Blue Jays, yeah, their lineup is scary. Their bullpen doesn't scare me at all. Um, starting pitching is so hit or miss. I think the Blue Jays have a lot of work to do at the deadline. But like they did last year, I think they're going to go for it. They're more in the race this year. I think they're pretty much playing for a wild card at this point. They can't seem to figure out the Yankees when they play them. Be interested to see what the Blue Jays do. I uh, have them locked in at number eight. And then I don't know a lot about this team either, guys, but the Giants, uh, you know, the NL West is close once again. I, they're only, what, three games behind the Dodgers. Um, definitely could catch them. Um, I know Ron Doan's not really having the greatest year for them. Uh, I'd look for him to turn it on the second half. Um... But I think that race will be interesting in the NL West. And then wrapping up, I told you guys last week, and then a lot of fans would disagree with me, but my Red Sox fans would love it. I have the Red Sox at number 10, and I think they're creeping up for me. The Red Sox are back into a playoff spot. They have jumped the Rays in the standings. Uh, I believe they're tied for the second wildcard spot with the Guardians. Uh, let's see. They are, yes, they are tied with the Guardians. Uh, they're ahead of the Rays by half a game. 
Uh, I think the Red Sox are definitely, definitely going to end up uh, picking up a pitcher, picking up a bullpen reliever. Uh, at the deadline, they just called up their number one prospect, Jeter Downs. Um, Red Sox are scary. Devers MVP type year. I said last week, uh, Martinez is one of my favorite hitters in the league to watch. Bogart's power is down, but he's still hitting for average, playing an unreal shortstop. They got to figure out the Trevor Story situation. I think that's kind of why they pulled up Downs to put a little pressure on him. Uh, Red Sox will be there again. Uh, Sale coming back should help them. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, so we're about, what am we in? We're about 16 minutes in here, guys. So I'm going to run through, I'm going to try to keep this episode between 25 and 30 minutes long. So a couple notes to wrap up with the MLB. Okay. The situation that I wanted to talk about was the Los Angeles Angels. So they have the best player, in my opinion, in baseball. One of the greatest, if not the greatest player in history, Mike Trout. Okay. And then the Angels go out whatever it was, two years ago, three years ago, and they sign Anthony Rendon the year after he wins the World Series. Everyone thinks it's a great signing, MVP-type year, leads the Nationals to a World Series. Rendon has been an absolute disaster for them. Rendon is out the rest of this year with a hip injury, I believe. Um, so that's dead money there. Trout is hasn't played a full season in, what, two years now? Maybe three years? Um, and the Angels have Shohei Otani. Arguably the face of baseball, two-way player, best two-way player since we've seen since Babe Ruth. So experts are estimating that he is going to get anywhere between 45 and 50 mil a year. So if you're the Angels, you just can't let him go, right? It's it's he's unbelievable. I mean, the, he draws so many fans, he draw he, so many jersey sales. He's an exciting power, um, and you think you need him to win. But the Angels organization has just been a disaster for how many years now? They just fired Joe Madden. So let's say they do give Otani the 50 mil. A rival GM that remained anonymous said, you can't let him go, but then once you sign him, you can't win. You can't compete. And I agree completely. If you sign Otani for 50 mil, between Trout, Rendon, and Otani, it's $130 million a year. For three players that are equal to the average of an MLB payroll. If I'm the Angels GM, and I know a lot of people have disagreed with me on this. A lot of people have seen eye to eye with me. A lot of people have scratched their head and thought about it. I wouldn't sign Otani. And I've said it before. A, I'm not the biggest fan of Otani. I think he's going to be a one. I think he's going to get paid as a two-way player. And then he's going to end up becoming a one-player, one-way player. Playing the outfield. Hitting for power. I think he has already had arm issues at his young age. Um, I don't love a long contract for him. If I'm signing, if I'm the Angels and I'm signing, I'm not giving him more than three or four years. Um, because an MLB, you, MLB teams hate going into the late mid or late thirties with big contracts. And you got to remember he's doing it two ways. So his body's going to diminish even earlier than others. Um, that's all I'm going to leave it at guys. I would not sign Otani personally. I think the Angels need to start spending on pitching. Other than Syndergaard and, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Demeters, the lefty, the Angels just, they're pitching, and Patrick Sandoval, I guess, he's very, very inconsistent. The Angels need to sign a big market pitcher. They lose everyone to the Dodgers, everyone to the Giants. No big free agent wants to go there because they're the only arm. They have no bullpen insurance. They have no back of the rotation insurance. Trout's never going to see the playoffs there. If you sign Otani, yes, the Angels will still be very exciting. Um, they'll have three big names, but 
they're not giving themselves the best chance of the World Series. I'd rather relocate that money, 50 mil, pay maybe two pitchers 25 mil a year, or pay three pitchers at 15 mil a year. You know what I mean? Um, I don't love the the Angels signing Otani long term. I don't. I don't think it gives them the best chance to win. Uh, I'm probably gonna post the Instagram poll. Um, to interact with you guys and see what you think about it. It's a topic that's been making me scratch my head for a week or so now that I had to touch upon. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. That's going to do it for the MLB this week for me. Quickly, I'm going to touch upon uh, Adesanya fights next week. And then I think the second or third week, August, Usman Edwards was announced for the UFC. I know Usman's coming off big hand surgery. would be interested to see if that affects him at all. Uh, I don't think it will. I think Usman is pound for pound best on the UFC roster right now. Uh, I think he'll retain his belt. You know, Leon Edwards is a tough opponent. And again, guys, like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you want me to do like a spinoff series of just UFC talk, um, let me know. It's really something. I love the UFC. I'm not going to touch too much upon it now. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep the time down on this episode a little bit. Um, Avalanche, Lightning, what an exciting series, guys. I've said it to... Uh, I know I've said it to my dad, my friends a lot. I do think we got the two best teams in hockey running into one another. How about the Avalanche completely running through the Lightning in the first two games? I know game two they won seven nothing. Uh, game one I'm not sure what the final score was. Um, Vasilevsky looked like a mess. John Cooper didn't pull him. Said he didn't even think about pulling him. And that if he did, Vasilevsky wouldn't have left the ice. Vasilevsky's probably still the best goalie in the league. I know a lot of Ranger fans will argue for Shesterkin. Uh, I don't think so. I think Shesterkin's time is still coming. Um, I mean, Vasilevsky's back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. Uh, he doesn't care about the environment. Yeah, he looked a little rattled, but he rebounded last night. Uh, Lightning taking care of business 6-2 at home. Like we, uh, like I said, I think I said it in the last episode, it's not a series until the home team loses. Uh, so home team still hasn't lost. The Avalanche won two at home. Lightning won one at home. I said I had the Avalanche winning the series. Um... I don't know. I'm just rooting for good hockey. I love the Avalanche. I don't like the Lightning, but they're just, you got to respect them. They're one of those teams that it's at the point where you do it three years in a row. How could you hate them? Um, they do give me nightmares being an Islanders fan. But uh, I don't know. I still do like the Avalanche in, in that series. I don't want to see the Lightning win three in a row. I am rooting for a good series, though. I'd love to see a game seven. Um, so that's that. Uh, I haven't talked to you guys since the last time the NBA happened. The Warriors did take care of business in Boston. I was very surprised. Uh, lackluster uh, performance from, what's his name? Jason Tatum. 13 points, I think, in an elimination game at home. Disaster. Uh, absolute disaster. Jalen Brown was doing everything, and Al Horford was their best player. Um, how do you not show up if you're Jason Tatum? I don't understand. Whole city on your back, elimination game at home, crowd on your side. Uh, he looked like a mess. I don't know what it was. Um, Steph Curry, fourth NBA title. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly, briefly, briefly about. I think he's got to be up there for greatest. Not. I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time, but he's got to be up there for um, conversation for one of the greatest of all time. I mean, he's definitely the greatest shooter of all time. But um, I mean, four championships now. Uh, I think Steph undoubtedly gets another one. Um, I mean, what's his name? Weissman didn't even play all year for them. Um, he's just such a good leader. He's just so lethal. Um, they go from worst to best. I mean, it's not a coincidence that they were the worst when he had that big in- wrist injury last year. Um, 
NBA is going to be interesting. Interested to see what happens with the Kyrie situation. I read a report yesterday that he might test free agency. Maybe break up uh, him and Durant. I think Durant might be regretting that decision of going to Brooklyn and leaving Golden State so quickly. Um, be interested to see what happens with the Lakers and the Westbrook situation. Um, see how him and LeBron fare with Anthony Davis. Um, like to see the Lakers be good again. I think basketball is better when LeBron's in the playoffs and the finals. You know the Bucks will be there next year. Um, hopefully as a Knicks fan, we make something happen. Uh, it's, the Knicks are the one team in New York that everyone can uni- universally root for. Um, I think basketball is better when the Knicks are better. Uh, we'll see what happens. I expect the Celtics to be there again. You know the Warriors will be there. Um, that's going to wrap it up for the NBA for me. Um, 79 days till football, guys. I'm excited for that. I told you as we get like a month or probably like a less than a month away from football. So we'll still a while from now. I'm going to do, uh, the over under win totals for each team. Give my insight on that as rosters fill out a little more. There's still a lot of question marks and uncertainty and stuff. Uh, I'll give my early MVP pick for the, uh, NFL. I'll give my early Super Bowl pick and stuff like that. So like I said, guys, um, if you want to see any of those series that I was talking about in the beginning of the episode, um, whether it be a Subway series, um, series of episodes where I just talk strictly about the Yankees and the Mets, if I do a West Coast series where I talk about the Angels, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, the A's, whatever it may be, um, let me know. Uh, UFC is definitely something I'm interested in. Uh, I could do a New York football talk with the Giants and the Jets could do a New England sports series where I talk about the Red Sox, the Bruins, um, Patriots, whatever it may be, guys. Uh, let me know. I'm open to everything. I'm looking for names. I'm looking for ideas. Um, and something I'm excited to announce, um, I'm not going to officially announce it, but I'm going to be doing a giveaway soon. Um, I'm going to be giving away some tickets for either a Yankee or a Met game or both. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, look out on my Instagram for it, though. Uh, there's going to be a couple things that you have to do in order to be in- entered into it. But uh, that's going to do it for episode number six for me, guys. Uh, I hope you stuck with me the whole way. I hope you enjoyed listening. I tried to keep this episode a little shorter. Um, that's why I'm thinking about doing the series so I can kind of break down um, what I want to talk about into smaller segments. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Excited to be back. Um, look out on my Instagram to see when the next episode will be dropping uh like always feel free to dm me at any point with questions you want answered in the next podcast um i had a couple fan submitted questions this week that i'm going to answer in my next episode just because i was trying to knock down the time on this one a little bit so uh i hope you guys enjoyed listening and uh i'll see you next time